Tonight's the night. Big night tonight. James Harden, Jim Harden in Minnesota playing tonight for the Sixers what everybody's been waiting for for about two weeks now and we'll see what happens stakes are high expectations are high the process has in many ways, come to a close. There's 24 games left. So let's gear up. Should be interesting, if nothing else. Welcome back, guys. This is episode 10. I'm really excited about this episode. I think it's a good milestone for me, for the show. 10 episodes is a lot went into this. You know, when I started this, I, I had no experience in this. I just was someone who felt confident in in myself and in my conversations with other people and here we are at episode 10. Hopefully this is the start of something bigger and continue to get better every week. Today I want to have a little, I want to change it up a little bit. I want to have a, it's a little bit of a special episode. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to play two two phone calls for you from the past. One is with myself and, and the ultimate fraud in Philadelphia sports, Mikey Miss, is what he calls himself. One of the most arrogant guys you'll ever listen to. And a few years back, he was giving uh, one of the all-time Phillies greats, Cole Hamels, a, a hard time saying he was overrated. He only had 114 wins. And I heard that, and I almost, honestly, I, I had to almost pull over. I couldn't believe I was listening to it. A guy that was World Series MVP, was so so dominant so many times. And so I called him, and, and we kind of got into it, and it was a fun call. So, so I'd like to play it for you guys. What I, what I think was interesting and what my takeaway was so many times we listen to people in media that we think are, are smarter than us. And when you start to press them a little bit, you realize they don't know anything more than you. And it's clear to me in this phone call and to many others who have listened to it, once he starts to get pressed, he's scrambling. And because he's not putting the work in. He's not He's not obviously watching the games that, that I was watching and that so many other people are watching. And so so I just want to play that call. And then and then afterwards, we'll kind of discuss it, a little bit of it, and then I'll, I'll play you one more. So here it is. This is, from, this is from about 2015. This is right before Cole gets traded to the Cubs, coming off a no-hitter, complete game. And uh, again, Mikey Miss saying that he's overrated. So, here you go. 97.5 The Fanatic. What's going on, man? What's up, Ed? Uh, not much, my son. I got to just give me a minute here. I got to get a couple things off my chest about Colt, man. You, you, you can get me a little bit upset, Mike. I got you upset? All right, go ahead. Yeah, man. You and, uh, you and your last caller, Drew, I don't know if you guys watched Friday Night Lights during Colt's thoughts. I don't know what's going on. But, uh, 
I know, it's one loss. I know, I know. Yeah, one loss. Right? Yeah, but yeah, 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 but you got to win. Uh, to me, you got. Well, right. By that logic, by that logic, then that means that reality—that's his fault for losing game five, one nothing. When he's dominant, against the Cardinals. Yeah. Well, one nothing is different. Well, how many times? Yeah. Well, I don't. Well, how many times? Yeah. Wait, Carl Adams lost an abundance of games, one nothing. Can you prove that? Mike, let me give you stats. Since the beginning of last year, 2014, right? Mm-hmm. Eight, 18 times that we scored more than three runs in the Bulls record. Yeah. 13 and 0. 13 and 0. It's a good point. 13 and 0. It's a good point. His ERA okay. is 3.30. That's, That's good. Right. And, and let me just tell you this too. So mm-hmm. you got to because I'm a big, I'm a big baseball guy. Let's look at whip then. Whip is an important stat, right? Let's look at strikeouts per inning. He's got 1,900 innings in this mm-hmm. career. 18, 1850 strikeouts. That's tough. Well, Pretty good. Yeah, Pretty good. Now, walks to hits per inning, 1.145. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How about this? You got Granky. You saw Young Canada, right? Mm-hmm. Nine wins. Mm-hmm. ZRA, ZRA is under two. Yeah. Can you give me like five guys off the top of your head you'd rather have in October than Cole right now in clutch spot? I give you something in the back. As you can see, he 
he starts scrambling. He doesn't know how to handle stats. He doesn't know how to handle real debate. He gets away so much with callers that respect him to the point where they just ask for his opinion. One thing I just want to clarify, he he acted like at the end he got me with, oh, Cole Hamels only pitched six shutout innings against St. Louis in game three. And I didn't think about it at the time, but it was six shutout innings. The only reason that Cole Hamels came out of that game, they had men on. Cole Hamels came up to bat in the sixth. They pinch hit for Ben Francisco, who hits a home run, gives the Phillies the lead. Ends up being the smart decision. It it had nothing to do with Cole was out of bullets or anything like that. Although he he tried to hold on to that last point because he, he had nothing else. But again, just to show... We, we put stake in guys like this. And these guys are... Sometimes our, our eyes are better than theirs. But because he has a job on the radio, we kind of listen to his opinion. The second one I want to do, this one's a little different, also about the Phillies. This is about Gabe Kapler. It was his second year with the Phillies. They they were they were falling apart at the end of the season. This is September 2019. I call Howard Eskin. It was a, it was a a, a, more, a weekend morning show with Howard Eskin. It's not as much back and forth debate, but thought you guys might might enjoy it a little bit. It's it's kind of comical, I think. And Kapler has people. Anyone that knows me, I was not a fan of Gabe Kapler. Uh, although he went to San Francisco and won a lot of games, he was out in the first round, but. I did not like his his managerial style and his uh, analytic, although you have to have some of that. It was way too much on analytics and not not a gut and natural instinct. So here's another one. Again, 2019, this is about Gabe Kapler when the Phillies are spiraling at the end of the year with Howard Eskin. Hey, Howard. How are you? What's going on? <laughs> not good. This guy, this guy's starting to affect my health. Let me tell you something. Uh, this guy meaning Kapler? Meaning Kapler? Yeah. He is so unqualified to be a manager in, in this sport. He, let me, a couple things. He has no idea how to write a lineup, okay? Zero. He can't write you know a lineup what? if his life is on the line. You know, I, I don't have as big a problem with the lineup. But what would you do with the lineup? Well, well here's the first Last night, well, wait a minute. Last night, until the home run... And they were lucky okay. because the pitcher was stupid with that pitch. That was just a, just a stupid mean, pitch. They scored two runs, and their top two hitters had what right. six hits between them. Well, I just mean I just mean in general, he can't write a lineup. I don't mean last night particularly. I mean when you have Segura batting cleanup, okay, <laughs> you don't know how to write a lineup. That's a, Segura's not a cleanup hitter on any playoff. When did he back? When did he back cleanup? He was batting cleanup for a week. All last week he back cleanup Segura. So uh, that's one. Two, well, because well, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! But he had Segura in cleanup when he had Hoskins and Harper at the top of the lineup, right? They were in the top of the lineup, right? Okay, right. well then, who are you going to bat cleanup? Segura. Well, uh, well, I'm saying I would never have them at the top of the lineup, one and two. Okay, but anyway. well, but yeah, but so you have Segura. You know, you're trying to get men on base. I don't like them at the top of the lineup either. I mean, yeah. analytics tell you to put them at the top because they get on base. I don't care about that. Right. Yeah, well, it, they I'm don't really fit. I, home run hitters fit in a two spot, and I agree with that part of it. Yeah, but well, to put Reese Hoskins as the leadoff hitter, you take away your speed at the top of the lineup. It's just stupid 
Because if you're playing for three-run home runs, you're not going to win a lot of games. No, but Howard, here's what I'm saying about this guy, okay? He has, no, he has the worst feel of a game. And to your point, with the analytics, the whole game's scripted. He, last night, okay, he, he brings in Blake Parker in a tie game. Okay, <laughs> yeah. fine. That's fine, that's fine, that's fine. But then you bring Hector Neris, you, you bring in your closer in a tie game on the road with two men on. I, I, this is stuff I've never heard of. Who isn't ready to pitch. He, he, he's not expecting right. to pitch. You see that. You see that he has no. He, he's not even expecting to come in. Gabe's trying to do his little trot out to the mound to give him more time. It's such an act. His little boy chews his gum. I'm sick of looking at him. He brings him in. Okay, he blows the game. Now, for two days in a row, I got Nick Vincent not in the 15th inning or the 16th inning. I got him in the ninth inning after I just had him the day before in the 11th inning. Nick Vincent because he has no idea how to manage a bullpen he uses he over manages two days ago he used eight guys Vargas gave you six innings he used eight guys by the eight, eight relievers he had a starter so eight he relievers. used nine pitchers yeah right I think it was it, nine it's pitchers un, it's unheard of and then okay let, let me address going. let me address and you are correct on the nearest thing you are correct all right he scrambled he panicked so now he gets up nearest late uh, and those guys don't like to come in with men on base, but sometimes you have to do it. But he should be ready, and apparently he wasn't ready. It's a, All right, it's a tie, Howard. Howard, it's a it's tie, a tie game, game on the road, and he brings him in the eighth nobody inning. Nobody brings their closer in a tie game on the road, and then sometimes, finally, sometimes if you want to hold him, depending on who you have coming up the next yeah, inning, my, you my, might you might want to do Howard, that. You might want to do. Before you cut me off, my last point: this guy has created. Such a soft culture. Everybody, Reese Hoskins is up in the seventh inning, man on second, strikes out. He pats him on the butt. Everybody gets patted on the butt when we're walking a dugout. You know, not everybody, what is this, six-year-old kids? And then they throw it, they throw it Bryce, they hit him. And they, they're, they're pushing Segura back, they're throwing at his head. Do we hit anybody? How about we hit Pete Alonso dead in the back and start a fight? Well, well, you, didn't, well, well, well you didn't want to do that in the ninth inning because the no, bases no, were loaded. Here, you, I, I, here's what I'm going to tell you about that. that. You know, I, I, this retaliation stuff uh, is overstated. And Ricky Metallico gets out of control it's with that, too. Tough, well, well, but, but, hold it. But here's, but here's the problem. You've got to find the right situation. You can't Fine. do it late in yeah. the game no, of a no, of a no. tie or close game. Okay, that? and that's why, why that's fine. Everybody on the why does everybody get patted on the butt well, when yeah, they strike I, out? I, I don't. I, everybody I don't gets patted like on the head. Oh, oh, great job! You're he's trying to still cut. Well, yeah, but you're trying he's to still confidence. Howard, he's a little league manager. That's all. He's not qualified. Well, he has everybody's he's, great. Hey, last year he called Luis Garcia elite. An elite pitcher. Luis Garcia is on the Angels. Okay, I follow baseball. He stinks. He stinks. Well, okay. Uh, let me. I appreciate the call, Eddie, and I'm glad I gave you a chance to vent. Nick Vincent is a joke. The Phillies. <laughs> so uh, I hope everybody enjoyed that. I listening back to that, it was pretty comical. I I remember listening to every or watching every Phillies game and every pitch, living and dying, and there was so much frustration. He would he would drive me crazy. Unlike unlike a lot of other managers, he was uh, he was one of a kind with some of the stupidity, as you could hear in my voice. But I, I think it was pretty funny. I, hopefully, again, you guys got you guys kind of enjoyed that. And 
you know, I'd like to do that a little more often. I think I think the engagement with someone else and having some some live debate is healthy. I think it really will will improve things and improve the show. You know, I'd I'd love to interact with more people, and, and I plan to do that moving forward. I've been having some people hit me up on Twitter, kind of asking me questions and trying to get into some back and forth, which has been great. I love that. Anytime you can have that that back and forth, I think it's just better for everybody. Really brings a different element to 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 the show. Again, you know, I'd love to interact. So on Twitter at Edward underscore Huser, Instagram Winners Win Podcast. In my Instagram, there's a link to Linktree. You can go on Linktree and find find everything on there. Uh, right now, we're available on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, uh, and, and most most other most other platforms. So. Um, thanks everybody for listening. It'll be fun tonight with Jim Harden and, uh, we'll talk next week.